Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at the next mission to the moon. That's correct, the next mission to the moon. In fact, there's article showed up on gizmodo.com. Uh, the title is NASA to attempt crude moon landing during fourth Artemis mission. And by crude, we mean C-R-E-W-E-D, not the other kind. Now, it says here the space agency had previously ruled out a crude landing for Artemis IV, citing the complexity of the lunar mission. This article is by George Dvorsky. and uh, came out uh, today, uh, Monday, the 29th of October, 2022. It says... Artemis IV may not happen for another five years, but this mission promises to be a good one. In addition to launching a modified SLS rocket and delivering two space station components to lunar orbit, NASA will also attempt to land a crew on the moon for the second time this decade, a feat the space space agency had previously said was not practical. So they're talking about two uh, manned moon landings, within the next eight years. That seems really uh, aggressive to me, but let's see. Mark Grosh, Deputy Associate Administrator for Artemis Campaign Development at NASA, announced the change of heart on October 28th while presenting the American Astronomical Society's Werner von Braun while presenting at the American Astronomical Society's Werner von Braun Memorial Symposium in Huntsville, Alabama, as reported in Space News. I can't get past this sentence without remembering that Werner von Braun, although you know he's considered the father of American rocketry, uh, instrumental in building the, the, the rockets that carried uh, astronauts to the moon, you know, he did build rockets for Hitler in World War II. Uh, you can go over to the World War II Museum.org, whatever it is, and see there, uh, he was a member of the SS, I guess, reportedly. He did build rockets for Hitler, as I said, and those rockets reportedly killed around 5,000 people, mostly in the UK. So, and we should also point out that the rockets were built with slave labor in uh, concentration camps, basically. So, it's not as if, I mean, while we're honoring the memory of Mr. Warner Von Braun, and he was a smart guy, I think we have to be honest and also point out the fact that, you know, we're talking about a guy that's a member of the SS that built rockets for Adolf Hitler that killed uh, 5,000 people uh, in in and around the UK. And also a lot of the people that were forced to build these rockets died in terrible, terrible conditions in these slave labor concentration camps that just has to be put out there. Because on it says, the original plan for Artemis IV was to include a crude landing, but the space agency ruled this out in January. So at the beginning of this year, they're saying, no, we're not going to have, we're not going to have this uh, moon landing. But now, toward the end of the year, at the end of October, they're saying, oh yeah, we are going to. They said the mission was too complicated to include a jaunt on lunar surface. NASA has now reverted to the original itinerary, and we're not complaining. After wonder what happened to make him change your mind back and forth like that. During this present during his presentation, Kiris offered an overview of the first five Artemis missions planned for later this decade. To the surprise of attendees, Kiris said that Artemis four would mark the second time people land on the moon. The first being Artemis three, currently scheduled to happen no earlier than 2025 but more realistically, no earlier than 2026, 
according to NASA Inspector General. These are the first two crewed landings of the Artemis era. NASA is seeking to return humans to the, learn, to the lunar surface for the first time since the Apollo missions, which concluded in 1972. You have to ask yourself what is going on on the moon that is so important that they want to get back up there. And they don't just want to go up there and take pictures. As we'll see in this article, they're planning on putting some stuff together up there. It just looks like they're putting some sort of permanent or semi-permanent uh, post up there. This is very interesting. Now, whether this has something to do with the recent uh, observations made by China, where at first they said maybe there was some wreckage of something and then it, it was a, a natural formation or... Or whether this is research has been done by Russia, who knows? But the U.S. has joined up here with with the Japanese and the Europeans, and they seem to be in a massive hurry to get back to the moon. It says Marcia Smith from Space Policy Online reached out to NASA for confirmation. The space agency responded with a written statement saying it it has notionally added a crude landing to the Artemis formation to align with plans for continued development with commercial partners for long-term human landing systems needs. Now, they use the word notionally. Now, if they're trying to backtrack there or not, I'm not sure. But the part of the sentence that really interests me is commercial partners for long-term human landing. So you see what's happening here. We're just continuing to move on like the way we're using SpaceX, that's the direction that this whole uh, moon uh, phase is going. You know, the first time we went to the moon back in 69, it was all about uh, the government took care of everything. NASA, a government agency, built the rockets, flew the guys there. It was something, it was seen as a group effort by the entire country. It was this uh, quest for knowledge. And now we've We've gone into this phase of commercialization. It's as if the government views itself as too incompetent to pull this off, so they have to bring in the hired guns. But the problem with that is, is what happens if these commercial partners land on the moon and they find something really valuable there, or they find something really interesting there, like a UFO or parts of a UFO or whatever? Who owns that? Before, when it was just NASA doing it, it was, it was the property of the United States. You see what's happening here? And not only that, but just the information that they will collect. So all of this data will be funneled into these private companies. And what does that mean? That's less disclosure. That's less transparency. That means that we're not going to get the information we need, most likely. The really cool stuff, we're not going to be able to FOIA request that. It's going to be in the hands of commercial partners. And then it's going to be left up to uh, maybe a retired rock star and his cohorts getting in a car and driving to the Pentagon parking lot to pick up a bag with a video in it. That's what we're reduced to. And instead of the stuff being cataloged properly, being uh, sent down through the proper chains of custody and released to the public in an organized manner. So I, I don't like the way this is going, the way this stuff is being commercialized and privatized, you know. Publicly raised tax dollars, publicly paid for $35 billion, and then all that money, all that effort, time, work, funneled into privatized profits. You see a pattern? 
it's kind of like a lot of other things go along here when it comes just like with the research into a lot of the, the, the medical medical stuff that goes on publicly funded research funneled into private companies for corporatized profits and i can see the same pattern emerging here with space exploration billions and billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars funneled into a few lucky corporations which are then allowed to take all that research that's behind them, use that leverage to create profits that are privatized, corporatized, while we, the taxpayer, can't even get a decent picture of what's going on. Okay, it goes on, it says, For Artemis IV, NASA's mega rocket will need that will need that added power to launch the Orion crew capsule along with the IHAB habitat module to lunar orbit. The Japanese exploration agency JAXA and the European Space Agency ESA are in the midst of building this critically important gateway module, waiting in the near rectilinear hollow orbit will be the power and proportion element and the habitation and logistics outpost, both of which are scheduled to launch aboard SpaceX Falcon Heavy in late 2024. So, they're planning on putting some sort of a outpost up there. You've got this power and proportion element. That's one. That's one big chunk of it. And then the other big chunk of this habitation and logistics outpost. They're going to put that thing up there. So they're planning on putting those up with the SpaceX rocket. And doing that sometime by the end of the year. Now, as we said here earlier, I believe, this rocket, they're planning on lifting. They're planning on having a lifting capacity of 38,000 metric tons. So whatever they're sending up, that's 80,000 pounds. They're planning up. They're planning on sending up huge payloads to the moon. If you're looking at sending up an 80,000 pound rocket to the moon, we're not talking about three astronauts and a week's worth of groceries, right? It goes on, it says, Artemis IV will see the joining of three components. We talked about that. As NASA told Smith, the astronauts will transfer to human landing systems through a docked interface at Gateway, the HLS being a SpaceX Starship spacecraft. More, more specifically, it, it'll be the Option B version of the Starship HLS, which will have some added bells and whistles as per NASA's stipulation. The option A version of Starship will transport astronauts to the surface during Artemis 3. So it sounds like they're, they are moving the schedule up. They're getting this uh, lunar post, uh, they're, they're getting the parts out there at the end of this year, and then next year get the guys on the ground maybe to scout out the location, and then within a year after that uh, go to work building this thing, putting it together. It says, if that's not enough, Artemis IV will also see the debut of Mobile Launcher 2, a mobile tower that NASA will use to launch SLS Block 1B and 2 Block 2 configurations, one for crews and one for cargo. So that tells us they're putting up two giant towers to, to launch these rockets. The current plan is to launch Artemis IV in 2027, but the stars will have to come into perfect alignment for that to happen. In addition to SpaceX having Starship ready, JAXA, JAXA, and ESA will need to deliver the one HAB module. The aforementioned Falcon Heavy launch will also have to unfold its plan. Finally, ML2 will also have to be ready. 
private company Betchel has been building a 387-foot-tall tower since 2019, but the cost has been marred by delays and cost overruns. Wow. Well, this tells me that they are putting the pedal to the metal to get men on the moon. And you have to ask yourself, what's the hurry? What are they planning on building once they get up there? Because they're definitely launching uh, construction materials into space, modules of some sort, to put on the moon. Are they doing some sort of mining up there? Are they doing, is this an exploration deal? Has something been discovered uh, that they're obviously not going to tell us about, but they're trying to have a second look at it? You know, we just don't know what's going on, but it seems so strange to me that all of a sudden NASA has this urgency to get people back on the moon. And not only get people back on the moon, but to get buildings on the moon. They're, they're wanting to put their footprint there. They're wanting to claim that land. Whatever's there, they've found something so valuable or something uh, so dear to national security. They've involved the Japanese and the Europeans. And you notice that the Chinese and the Russians have both been excluded. I think that we're going to... I think there could be something big behind the story that we're not, that we're not hearing. But definitely keep your ears open for this. As I say, NASA to attempt crude moon landing during the fourth Artemis mission. And that's sometime between now and 2025-26. So very soon, folks, they're putting people back on the moon. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.